Well, welcome back to another episode of Words of Wellness with Dr. Wells. We are in our series of women in ministry, and I am honored and privileged to have um, a spiritual daughter of mine. She is taking the world by storm, started with her, her local county, and is really going all over the world, as we will talk about with it here. But before we get into the topic, I wanted us to understand that women in ministry is something that if you are literally a male, you do not think about it as much as the other gender. And it's the same for uh, females with males in their roles. However, in, in terms of the kingdom, they have a lot to overcome. And sometimes I feel that women are overlooked in their role of ministry. Even in the book of Judges, Deborah was doing amazing things. My favorite female character in the Bible is Esther. She has an amazing testimony. So if you're listening and never read it, I encourage you to go back to um, and read everything that you can on females with the perspective of ministry. Look how people treated them back then and have much changed to today. In my opinion, yes and no. There are things that have changed, but in my mind as well, especially being a father to two girls, um, I see a lot of improvement that could still be happening, but it all starts, in my opinion, with the mindset and the imagination of people. Men, we have to literally think about the words that we are saying to our daughters, and to women in general, especially in ministry. They are not just up there to be the helpmate um, or the assistant in certain things, especially in, um, pul I guess you could say, pulpit or leading from the stage ministry. They have a voice, and it needs to be honored because God honors them in their prayer time just as much as he honors uh, males, because we are all sons of God, and that's a position, not necessarily a gender. And so going into this topic a little bit further, I'm going to introduce uh, Maggie Tothero. She is 19 years old and a sophomore at SEU. Um, she has been doing, or I'm sorry, she has been doing ministry since high school at least. Um, with her and she'll talk more about that as well she is one of six kids <laughs> the oldest of the six mm -hmm. and so you know where we're going with all of that she is an amazing low-key but she's going to be taking this world by storm because of the calling God has on her life so Maggie if you would greet the audience today <laughs> this is just saying hello um, and tell us about the ministry that you have done even back to Victory Sports until today. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. Um, I've been doing like local missions since I was in like seventh grade oh. um, with Victory Sports um, and then it's just progressed from there. I um, just got back from Africa like a month and a half ago. On my mm. first overseas mission trip, so mm -hmm. it was really exciting. That was your first overseas mission trip? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry about that. Um, so, understanding that, what were your things that you expected on that trip 
that you did see or didn't see? Um, I was going into that trip with like a really open mind. Mm. Um, I didn't really have a lot of expectations, just like seeing God move in like a way I've never seen before. Okay. Um, and I definitely did experience that. Um, like the first night we were there, well, the first night we were like in like the villages, Mm -hmm. um, we went to pray for someone and as soon as, um, then like someone said Jesus, like a like, there was someone that, like, manifested right beside me, and I was flipping out, not going to lie. Okay. But that was really awesome to see. Um, just it was like, at the mention of his name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. And I've never really seen that before, so that was, okay. like, that, like, I was like, ooh, it took me back. And I, then I got a little scared, I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> but it was, it was good. Um, okay. So... You piqued my interest (laughs) just a little bit. Um, When you said manifesting, for those that don't know what that means, what did that look like? Um, The woman, she just like fell to the ground and then like started like convulsing. Okay. And that was your first ever encounter? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Even um, in any other type of service or field? Yes. Okay. So can you describe or do you remember what that atmosphere was like? Um... Honestly, leading up to it, it was very peaceful. Like, people were just coming forward to, like, ask for prayer. Mm-hmm. And then they started praying, and um, who, I forgot who was on the stage. But okay. they said, like, Jesus, and, like, the woman just, like, fell to the ground and, like, started convulsing. So, okay. And then I was trying to get my focus back on to, like, the person I was praying for, because I was like, mm-hmm. what in the world just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've heard about it. Like, I've heard, like, of that stuff happening, but mm-hmm. I've never, like, seen it, like, right, because it was right beside me, mm. like, the person was right beside me, and I was yeah. like, oh, my goodness, what in the world is going on, but, yeah. Did and, anyone come and uh, work with her? Yes, yes, there was an older gentleman that okay. was on her trip. Okay, did you see it come to um, the the end result of everything? No, they took her to, like, another, another room. room. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, in regards to that as well, um, what are some things that you notice as far as their worship service that is very different? Because I know of, I've had some friends from Africa that tell me certain things, but I haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. Um, uh, what were some things that I know that were key to you in the way they worship versus what we do over here in America? Um, I feel like they're just very, like, free to worship. Like, they're not worrying about, like, who's behind them or who's beside them or who's looking at them. Hmm. Like, it's really just, like, an intimate moment with, like, them and God. Um. How many people were in these worship services? Um, it really just depends. Like, at the Crusades, I would say there was, like, three to five hundred people. Wow. Okay. Um, but during church, like, we went to different churches as Mm -hmm. well, and they, like, those were smaller numbers. But... Um, one Sunday I did get to go to one of the churches and while they were worshiping, their like sound system cut out, but they didn't like skip a beat, like miss a beat or anything like that. They just kept singing. And like, Mm. if that would happen like in America, we would just be like, what in the world? Like, it took you out of the moment because the sound system like stopped working, Mm -hmm. but like it didn't for them, which was really awesome to see. Mm. So that's really cool. If you could change one thing for yourself in perspective of after worshiping there versus the way personally you worship at home, would you change anything about yourself or do you have a different aspiration? Um, I definitely, 
Um, I'm not so worried about, like, people looking at me when I'm worshiping now, like, because I'm like, yeah, so I would say my worship aspect has changed since I've been home. That's cool. That's really cool. That's literally where um, Kathy and I are with our daughter, uh, Eden. She doesn't, even with Vacation Bible School, when everybody's up and dancing, she views worship as a intimate time and so she doesn't want to embarrass herself or feel uncomfortable with there so we're taking precautions and worshiping with her so she can get through that but it's amazing how sometimes God like for you had to take you out of your country your own country to say whatever he had to say to you in the experience that's really cool um so how do you view your personal ministry of missionary work? Um, I would view it as something like very exciting. Okay. Um, and a little bit out of my comfort zone. Okay. <laughs> because I am very like introverted and mm-hmm. like my personal time and personal space. But mm-hmm. um, when I'm like on like the mission floor or working with people, like I feel like that doesn't even like bother me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like doing what I've know that I've been called to do since I was like in seventh grade. Perfect. So in seventh grade, what did that calling look like? Do you remember the moment? Um, I went on my first like local mission trip. Um, and that like week I felt like definitely like did something to me. Okay. Um, in a good way. And I remember coming home and me and my mom were driving and I looked at her and I was like, Mom, I think I'm called into ministry. Mm-hmm. And I was like She's like, yeah, I, I've definitely known that since you were, like, <laughs> little. Um, but, yeah, that's, I would say, that just that week, like, seeing, like, the need that, like, people, like, need, like, something. They're always looking for something more. Yeah. And being able to, be, like, be the hands and feet of Jesus and, like, give them that hope and know that, um, tell them that there is hope really just makes me excited to do it. Hopefully overseas. So. <laughs> okay, so that's the other part of the um, ministry I wanted to see. Do you have a direction of, do you feel your, or where you feel like your main calling is? Um, I've definitely struggled with that up until I went to Africa. Okay. Because um, it's kind of like being a young girl, you don't want to go overseas because you're like, oh my gosh, something mm. like, the world is a scary place. Yeah. Um, but when I got to Africa, I just felt like this overwhelming like sense of peace. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was home. Like I've been there like my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got like nervous or like anything like while being there. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see myself within the next five years living in Africa doing full time missions. Hmm. Okay. So you mentioned that as a female or a girl you feel that sometimes Things can be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, do how, so? How do you approach ministry in the kingdom from a female perspective? Like, if God calls you to do not just mission work, but to go speak to someone um, that is maybe it may be a male, it may be a female. But what um, things do you encounter from that perspective? Um. I would say 
like obviously there's like those nerves and like those worries that people aren't going to respect you because you are a female Hmm. or you are like I'm 19 I'm about to be 20 um so I always get oh you're too young to do that why don't you wait like wait a while okay um but you just really have to like know and understand like if God's called you to do something Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what anyone else is going to say um, you just have to know that you're fulfilling, like, and working mm. in the calling that he has on your life because everyone's going to have an opinion and it doesn't really matter, honestly, what they think about it. Yes, because they didn't call you. Yeah. True. Um, what excites you about missionary work? Um, honestly, just being, like, the hands and feet of Jesus and, like, getting to, mm. like, serve others. But while you're serving them, like, you're also getting impacted and changed. Um, and just being able to give them, like, the hope of Jesus. Do you feel like you have any limitations? Mm, I would say I personally don't think my age is a limitation, but people do say that often, that it is, like, you're too young to do this. But. Like, what would you be too young to do? Um, well... I want to go to Africa. Like, I would I would go to Africa right now if I could. Okay. Um, but people are like, you're only 19. Like, why do you want to move across the world and mm. do missions? Okay. And what is your response to that? I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> like, I really don't care what you think. <laughs> okay. Um, is college the only thing preventing you from doing that? Yes. Okay. So, take me through that struggle. Um, so, I mean, I am getting my major in, I'm majoring in Christian ministry with a focus in missional leadership. Okay. Um, and I was doing online, like, school for my second semester of freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really just miss the community aspect of college. Um, and I feel like I need that to prepare me. Not prepare me, but make me more comfortable with going across the um, world because I know that I have, like, a community back at home that's going to, like, fight and pray for me, like, when I need that. We got you um, back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I would say that's the only thing stopping me right now. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, I wouldn't have known that within there. But the hunger and the passion that I, ha- I see you with, with it, I know we jokingly talk about going and staying, but not knowing that college was really there. So, based off of your your first experience across the sea, do you feel as if college has prepared you for that? Um. Well, I am only a sophomore, but I do feel like it has prepared me. How? Um. Being able to like take like classes that like. Yes, like, hands-on experience is going to be good, but also having, like, the knowledge of it, of, like, what to do in certain situations is also, mm-hmm. like, I used a lot of what I learned in some of my classes while I was in Africa. Any so, specific classes? Um, it was called, like, evangelism and mm-hmm. missions class. Okay. Um, yeah. And I say that because, and I know that wasn't planned, <laughs> but for those that are listening, especially our females, to understand what you can gain before going there, what's necessary, because you're, I'm sure there are hundreds of girls that want to go into the mission field, and the heart may just say, let me go now, 
but the process says let me learn what I can learn with it. So that's giving um, direction in order to do all of that. I oh, can I say something? Yeah. Okay. Um, and something I've also really struggled with is like wanting to go into ministry. I feel like people are gonna, and it shouldn't matter. But I do feel like people are going to take me more seriously if I have a degree and I'm also mm-hmm. in ministry. Because I am a woman mm-hmm. going into ministry. And if I just go like, oh, my Jesus told me to come here. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything to like show that I, even though I have prepared, mm-hmm. but I don't have something to show people that I have prepared yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. That's valid. I got you. Um, so far, or... In your ministry, what things have you already had to battle or overcome with your calling? Um, I have. Hmm. I definitely have had to overcome like a lot of like anxiety and like fear of like. Just like, I don't know how to explain it honestly, but. Like, being able to, like, know that, like, because I am a really, like, nervous and, like, shy person. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting up in front of people or going up to someone and be like, can I pray for you? Um, it's really, like, n- like makes me really anxious sometimes. But mm-hmm. I've just learned to, like, put that aside. And, like, it really doesn't matter because my if I just go with my feelings and my emotions, I'm never going to step out of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. do what God's called me to do. So I have had to overcome that aspect of it. Okay. There's other things that I know you've had to <laughs> overcome, um, but I don't want to say anything that you're not comfortable with as well. Um, if you know the what I'm talking about, do you want to bring that up, or um, we can just keep moving? With I, that? I can. Okay. I was going to talk about that later. Though. Okay, we will. <laughs> so, do you anticipate more things, and if so, what are they? Um... I don't, I mean, obviously, there are going to be more things to come. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know, like, what I'm also going to have to, like, overcome, obviously. Um, But I am ready. I'm ready to fight. Throw them in. Yeah, I'm going to throw them if I need to. Um, But. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I wish y'all could have seen that little (laughs) display up here. I love when she does that. Um, But that is literally. The, the kingdom itself, you always have to be prepared, literally, to throw hands. Because we are in a spiritual warfare, and the more you're obedient to your calling, the more intense you see it. Because the enemy tries to come in to deflect who you are and make you feel as if this is not what you're supposed to be doing by things getting tougher. We think things should be getting easier sometimes, but that is rarely the case. And so you being able and knowing that this is going on, that's very mature of you as well. But it also makes you lean in a little bit more in your prayer life to be prepared for those things. That's really cool. And I think it just shows that like when the enemy is coming and like attacking you constantly, it shows that you are like walking and mm-hmm. like the like, plan and will that God has for your life. Because yeah. Because he, he's scared. Like, yeah. So. What if Maggie literally did take over Tanzania? Right. What if that name became a household name in a, in a whole other country? Right. 
you have to face that. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? No. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you go, God is going to go with you. And so him doing exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think includes that. Like, if your impact is going to be impactful, it literally be, can become a household name. Well, that makes me nervous. <laughs> Good. That's what a vision should do. Yeah. Because you can't do it on your own. And all of this... No matter what happens, that is a, I am glad to challenge you with that. To check, to even, one, you're going to a whole nother country, but now you're going to a whole nother country that the people in Fort Mill are already going to know about. Yeah. <laughs> and this going to be Tanzania Tothero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Your mom will probably take that tag. <laughs> Tasmanian devil. <laughs> No, that's the other. <laughs> no, but this is that is very cool. Um, one thing we do talk about mental health here as well, and I wanted to ask you: How does your mental health slash temperament play a factor in your role in ministry? Um. Well, I will say that I think like my mental health is really good right now. Okay. It's better it's been in a long time. Great. Um, but my temperament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I definitely um, have to learn how to not let like what I'm feeling dictate how I act and what I do mm-hmm. um, because if that was the case then I would not talk to anyone because mm-hmm. I am very much of an introvert um, but I also have to Didn't prepare for this question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I can think of something. Hold on. <laughs> what do you? What things do you feel that you need to overcome internally and externally in order to remain or become stable? Um, to learn that I feel like I need to learn that it's okay to to like have. I don't know. I don't know how to put this into words. Do you feel as if you have something that's, I guess, internally that's sometimes is a constant battle for you to overcome? Um, I would say that I have struggled with like truly forgiving, um, like hmm. struggle with forgiveness, but I will say. And I feel like I really, like, dealt with that in Africa. Mm. Um, So I was preparing to give my testimony. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do, like, what I normally do. Like, you know, that Mm -hmm. whole story. Mm -hmm. Um, And then God, I was laying in bed and God was like, no. You just need to focus on, um, like, forgiving your father. Like, your biological dad. Um, And I did that. So I was like, I did not go to, like, I barely got like sleep that night because I was just writing and typing like how am I gonna say this because I was like what in the world and I woke up the next morning and I felt so bad so so bad and then I started throwing up and I don't feel like I was sick I think I was like truly being like delivered from like that forgiveness that I thought I had taken care of but I really wasn't um 
Yes. And so I got up there, I gave my testimony, and then um, I was fine while I was speaking. Mm -hmm. As soon as I got off the stage, I had to run over to, like, this bush and, like, throw up. Mm -hmm. And... It was bad. I'm so sorry for Rebecca and Philip for having to deal with that <laughs> because it was bad. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like I like truly like dealt with that in, in like that whole situation while yeah. I was in Africa. And I think it's like it took me being away from home and being away from like that situation mm-hmm. to truly like know that I didn't deal with it, but I need to deal with it now. Yeah. So. So, um, to this day, how do you feel about that same issue? Um, I feel a lot better about it. Okay. Um, we were in church the other day, and typically, like, when, like, they start talking about, like, oh, like, forgiveness and, like, hurt from the past, mm-hmm. like, I get, like, this, like, weird feeling that I need to go down to the altar mm-hmm. and pray about it, mm-hmm. and I typically don't, because, like, I don't like people touching me, <laughs> but, <laughs> um... I didn't, like, get any of that, like, feeling or anything, mm-hmm. and I really felt like it's because, I like, I did deal with it, mm-hmm. and, like, I know that I dealt with it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I like that. Um, what gifts of the Holy Spirit do you depend on in that area? Mm-hmm. I have, I really depend on the gift of discernment. Okay. Um, because going into, like, certain situations, like, you never know, like, what people are going to, like, end up yes. doing. Like, what if they don't like what I'm saying? Or what if they don't, like... Mm-hmm. So really relying on, like, the Holy Spirit to, like, lead you and guide you with that gift. Yes. And, like, going into situations um, has really been something I've, like, used heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, just, like, allowing the Holy Spirit, like, praying that the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom. Yeah. Because... Some people, like, come up and just tell you, like, their whole life story and what, like, they're struggling with or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, like, some things I haven't had to deal with or mm-hmm. go through because mm-hmm. I I am young. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, just relying on, like, the Holy Spirit to, like, give you the words and what you're supposed to say to that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. You don't, even male or female, that gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. It's got to be huge for a country you've never been in and to overcome, I would think, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, within that and the anticipation, the the spirit of anxiety um, as well, um, having its role with it. What, um, wrapping up, what, are, what do you feel other young females need to know about their... Um, the, your field of ministry? Um, that there's gonna, it's gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna get uncomfortable. You're gonna get nervous. And mm-hmm. you're always gonna have someone telling you, oh, you're a woman. Like, what if people don't respect you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're too young. You're too young for this. Just wait a few years. Um, but you just have to know that it's worth it. Like, the things that people say are, it's worth it. Because when you get to tell someone about Jesus or you get to help them in a situation, Mm -hmm. just seeing, like, the smile on their face, Mm -hmm. um, that's, like, when you know, like, you're doing what you're, like, God's called you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's definitely, like, worth it, even through all the opinions of other people. Hmm. You mentioned earlier there was something you was going to talk about um, more later on was that it or did you want to 
talk about that now. In oh, terms of overcoming something. Oh, I was talking about like the forgiveness. Oh, <laughs> ah, okay, that's understandable. That was really cool. Um, well, as you guys know, we always end in prayer for whatever topic we are talking about today, and so Maggie has volunteered to pray for our females, particularly that age group, that eighteen to twenty-five year range, and so. Maggie, you take the floor. All right. Dear Jesus, I just thank you um, for just having, like, these young females who have a calling on their life and want to um, go into ministry in any aspect of it. I pray that um, you just comfort them through, like, these, um, this season that they're in, that you just give them the strength and the wisdom um, to know that it doesn't matter, like, what anyone else has to say, that um, they know that if they're walking in the calling in your life, God the calling that you have on their life, um, that you're going to make it work and you're going to like lead them and guide them where they're supposed to be. Um, I pray that they don't let the opinions of others um, define what they're doing and like their ministry and that they just look to you for that. Um, Thank you so much for that. Well, guys, we conclude today. And we are so excited for the series that we are doing with women in ministry. You guys have a great day, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.